0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Motivated Lawn Care Show, and today is a double whammy day. I'm trying to hit it really hard with the podcast to make up a little bit. I do feel just a touch bad for uh, not really touching base with you guys for the past. I think April 12th was like the last upload, so it's been like, gosh, almost a month. So I'm sorry, guys. A little bit of uh, a little bit of a disappearance act. There was in Africa for four months, so can you blame a guy for not uh, not really being able to keep up the last two weeks? Plus, Yellow Hat Mowers has been crazy, and I'm working with a couple of guys to grow their business as well, which is an absolute blast, and it also consumes a lot of my time, and we're growing fast, and there's a lot of systems that we're building out within my business. Uh, Today, I did want to talk about, real quick, let me pull this up. Uh, I wanted to talk about two real quick things, the only things that you really should be focusing on when growing your business this spring. Even into the early summer, obviously, I guess it's still spring. Honestly, this is kind of crazy to me. I always in my head was like, yo, we've got to, you know, pick up tons of clients late March, April, and then by early May, things are petering out. But like, it's honestly been like kind of the opposite of that for me in my experience, where March, you don't really get any people. April beginning, not much, like clients from last season, a couple of new people. But when the grass starts growing like crazy, it's crazy town for a couple of weeks. And then it kind of peters back to how it was in March, where it's like, you can get people if you really hustle for it, or if you're running the right ads and that kind of stuff. Um, But it gets harder. So what are the things you should be tracking when it comes to getting clients? What are some things that I am watching? So there's a couple things that I'm watching, um, primarily two of them. So one of them is called client acquisition costs. Um, I like to abbreviate it CAC. It basically just means how much am I paying to get a client? How much does it cost for me to acquire a client? And I can give you guys a little bit of a breakdown. I think off the flyers, I spent, shoot, I don't know, how much did I spend? I spent $500 last week. Let's just say $600 because there was a little bit of change thrown in there. And we've been getting, probably from the flyers alone, probably three people a day. We've been getting about five to seven people a day. Some days go drop down to three or four, but generally five is is kind of the average so let's say three of them came from flyers because a lot of them have been a lot of them have also been coming from like free and organic sources some of them coming off of google my business not a whole lot but some of them um, some of them coming off of google local service Ads. some of them coming off of google ads some of them coming off some, off of some posting i've been doing in uh local facebook groups and next door groups let's say 600 let's divide that by uh what did i say three a day times seven days 21 so let's do Let's say twenty one. That sounds about fair. Um, so that's a twenty eight dollar client acquisition cost, right? And that is absolutely killer. That's fantastic. Most people are like, "Oh my gosh, you got clients for thirty dollars." I will say, I was very, very specific in the way that I did my flyers. I mentioned in the uh, in the, the the episode I just uploaded. Um, I was very particular last season about taking note what properties, what like literally exact properties that I wanna service. Um, yeah, and I only marketed to them and I was very specific about who I targeted. I was very specific about when I sent them out. We are doing another wave, so we'll see what happens with that one. I don't think it's gonna have the same effect, but honestly, if it's a you know, a $50 client acquisition cost, it's still a steal. Like It's still a really, really good deal. Uh, most people are paying over $100 to acquire a client and if you buy them off of somebody who thinks they're all high and mighty, it's like $250. And I'm like, dude, that's not even worth it. So a lot of people struggle in this area. But if you do it right, you can really, really crush. And I have to say, this is probably my first season of doing this like really, really well. Uh, last season, we, we crushed with referrals. We were doing a couple of marketing things that worked really, really well. Yard signs were crushing for us. There's just a couple of things that really knocked it out of the park for us last season, but this season really dialed in the paid to the point where it's just like it's an absolute machine for us. So that's one of the things I like to track is is client acquisition cost, right? It's really one of the only two metrics that I need to be tracking in order to know how much I should be spending on marketing. Should I continue to spend more? How much more do I need to spend? Uh, I was talking about on the last one, we're adding a second crew. So how much more do I have to spend to fill that second crew? What does all that look like? Um, And so client acquisition cost is one of those numbers. The other one is close ratio uh, or close rate. So this is another thing that directly affects client acquisition cost. and honestly, honestly, a lot of people factor it into client acquisition costs. I'm factoring it in right now, where it's like we're closing five to seven people, um, but we're also closing like 90% of people who come in. So not everyone's closing at that rate. So if you're closing at 50%, okay, you get five to seven calls per day. Or let's say, let's say eight calls a day, 50%, you close four clients instead of six or five. Um, and that's a big difference. It makes a big difference over the long run when you think like lifetime value, I'm going to get gets paid at least a thousand dollars this season for mowing maybe 1500 two grand for mowing this season plus mulch plus snow plus all these things they stick around for three years and all of a sudden you're looking at like six eight thousand dollar lifetime value that you paid thirty dollars for um, and that's kind of the position where excuse me that we're in um but yeah that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the big um client acquisition cost is the big number and it's a factor of two things. Close ratio and lead cost. So my lead cost is even less than $30. It might be $25 for a lead cost. And then we close like at 85, 90%, which by the way, we're not charging cheap money. Like we're charging solid prices, like $75 to $100 per man hour, like good money. Um, and a lot of people, oh, my, your, your economy must be incredible. Very recently, Amazon moved into the area. Maybe that helped. They have one fulfillment center here. A lot of businesses left really soon, um, not that long ago as well. So it like dipped. And then I think it's kind of flat, flat line. So I don't think it's the economies necessarily on an uptrend. I think it will be very soon. We're having some, you know, major constructions and build some uh, factories and, and some crazy, crazy stuff. I think the micron plant is like a multi, 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 multi deca, or what do you even say it's over $100 billion, I think, um, that they're going to invest into this place, but they haven't even really started like they've really just like laid out the plan said that they were going to do it. But they like to back out. The government likes to back out of things like this a lot. So it may or may not ever happen. Um, but my economy is not necessarily on an uptrend or anything like that. And I'm getting a thirty, you know, thirty dollar client acquisition cost now. I did six months ago go and pick exactly what properties. I decided when I was going to send flyers, and I did, and I was very, 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 very purposeful to create incredible designs for flyers. Um, had a really good mentor, gave me some advice, and it's kind of. He kind of held my hand through it. He's built a multi 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 million dollar business. Sold it. He's on to his next. I think he's doing at least a million dollars a year from his next business that he started. He's crushing. He's absolutely crushing it. Um, I don't know if he wants me to share his name, so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep him silent. I'm gonna remain silent on that one. Maybe we'll get him on the show in the future. Who knows? Um, but really, from his advice and then just applying even the free things that he had said, like. Yeah, we spent time one on one on the phone, but like even from the podcast, I have heard from him. I knew what to do. He he said in the podcast, "This is what we did. We crushed. It crushed. I did it. It crushed." And I just took the advice of other people, and it crushed. So to take it down a little bit of a different rabbit hole, I hear from a lot of guys. Hey, do you watch? Uh, you watch Mike Mike Andy's? Uh, you sound a lot like Mike Andy's. You talk about a lot of stuff like him. Um, seems like a great guy. I've seen plenty of his content. Love a lot of his recent content. Loved his growing multiple locations. The number breakdown. I do like numbers to a certain extent because it it makes me think about money, and money kind of makes me a little bit happier inside to think to to buy nice stuff. I mean, who does, who more money? Who 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 gets sad when they hear that? I don't I don't think anyone gets sad. So anyway, I I enjoy his content. Brian's lawn maintenance. He's got great stuff, especially when it comes to like, um, the act of like servicing someone's property or customer service contracts, just some like bigger overall things. I think Mike Andy's is really good on a business side of things. Brian's lawn maintenance is really good on like a fulfillment, structuring. And then he does that a little bit into marketing, stuff like that as well. But obviously his operation took a lot of time to grow. Um, He just has a very different business model than Mike Andy's. And Mike Andy's like a very fast growth, max profitability, whereas Brian's lawn maintenance is more like family pride, Um, still max profitability, but it's not like a maximum growth kind of thing in the beginning. Um, He's not willing to go in the hole for things. So both great guys, both fantastic guys. I've, I've had a chance to speak with Brian personally multiple times. I would go so far to say, oh, we're, you know, we're buddy, buddy, but, you know, he's a great, he seems like a great guy from all my interactions with him. Uh, Paul Jameson also seems like a, a solid guy, but they all, people just ask me, hey, who's, who's content are you watching? Who's content you're watching? Who's content are you watching? And I wanted to say like very, very few people, like I, I'm very particular. This, this guy who, I wouldn't even go so far as saying he's my mentor, but he like, We've had a couple conversations that were really, really good, and I really appreciate him for that. You know who you are if you're listening. He might be listening. I really appreciate the advice, and I would not have been able to um, be growing the business like I am this year if it were not for you, so thank you so much. Uh, I did not make up all this stuff on my own. Just throwing it out there, but I also didn't go and just watch things, watch things, watch things, watch things, watch things, and drool over equipment and think about the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. I'm not thinking about yes, do I think about the future? I just talked about it on the last podcast. Hey, what equipment are we gonna get? All this stuff, and I just did a rudimentary like. I just made a decision then. This is the kind of truck we're gonna get. It's gonna be ugly. This it's gonna be an ugly setup. People aren't gonna look at it and go, oh, look at look at him. You know, he's got. uh He's got the F-250 diesel with, uh, you know, it's a limited with the tremor package, off-road package, you got an enclosed trailer, dual axle. It's a, uh, you know, a 22 by eight and a half. And it's a, uh, I don't know what the heights are. I'm not good with the heights. I don't have an enclosed trailer. Uh, it's great. It's a car hauler. It's aluminum. Great trailer. Man's got, you know, four machines in there. I mean, I don't know how many it fits probably three, four, maybe 22 foot. I don't know anyone. Um, And it's like the the sexiest setup and all this good stuff. But I'm more of like a, I'm going to make money. Like I'm not going to drive that truck on my personal time. And I've had to like detach myself from like, yes, I bought a new truck, but the guys are going to bash this thing in and the guys got in an accident the other day. So I detach yourself from that. And it's like, I hear from a lot of people, what are you, whose content are you consuming the most? And I'm like, I don't know. I watch one thing because I'm like, I have a question, right? I'm like, how do I get more clients? Right. It's my question. I look it up. Mike Andes has a video. Brian Fullerton has a video. Paul Jameson has a video. Keith Kalfas has a video. Uh, Corey Ballard has a video. And I go, hmm, who do I whose business do I most want my business to look like or at least to have the same growth curve as their business? And I go growth curve. I'd say Mike Andes, Corey Ballard as well. Paul Jameson, Brian Fullerton, Keith Kalfas, not as much, but I'm not saying that their advice is bad. Let's go check them all out. And I go through and I say, what makes the most sense to me in my head right now? OK, let's pick maybe one or two things, just one or two not five, and let's go do them, and let's run with them for a little bit, not like two weeks, and then it doesn't work, you go, ah, oh, uh, off the next thing, screw Keith Calfis that didn't work, screw, Keith, uh, screw Corey Ballard, it didn't work, no, I try it, and maybe it's not even the thing, so many people, go, ah, I hate mail, I, I hate yard signs, uh, Facebook ads don't work, Google doesn't work, and I'm, I will say, I was guilty of this of saying like, oh, flyers don't work, this doesn't work, that doesn't work. I did flyers, my, you guys probably know, my, like the first year that I really took it seriously and when I grew from like three to to 40 clients, I did flyers. I got three clients from the flyers, I think, total. Most of them, the mail people just took them like in between the door or if it was behind the mailbox, whatever, like they were just taking them. I was like, this is crazy, losing so many, I hurt my legs, it took forever, it cost me like 1500 bucks. ended up actually throwing out a box of them with like, A thousand of them in there because I never even had the time to deliver them all Um, and there's such like a low return on investment that it was like wasn't even wasn't even worth me walking around for and so I was just like I was just hating 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 and then this year I was like you know what let's go again let's go again because I got I had good advice I knew what I had done wrong because someone just told me it's like dude that's not how you do it this is how you do it I was like okay so we're not just going to every door walking up stuffing it behind the mailbox or in the mailbox, which is illegal. Uh, Well, you're not supposed to, so the mail people will remove it from the mailbox and destroy it, throw it in the trash, um, which is a total waste of your time as well. And I was just doing it, I was doing it wrong, was just doing it in whatever neighborhood, and my design was just like, I'm looking at my design, I'm like, dude, how did anybody call me, you know? Like, it wasn't bad. But it was not anything that's gonna get anyone's attention. It's not anything that that sets me apart or says that I'm an expert or proves that I've been working in this for a long time. Um, yeah, I just did it well. Like, I get it. You're listening to a podcast. It's great. You're probably on a mower. You're probably working. You know, if I'm on a mower, yes, I'm gonna to listen to a podcast. What else am I gonna do? Unless I have something else to think about. And even sometimes when you're on a mower, you can't like consciously think about other things. You just have to unconsciously have music or a podcast going in the background, that sort of thing. So I respect that. But I would even say limit the amount of content that you're consuming. Okay. Find a couple of things that you say this makes sense and do it and try and do it well. Because you will never master something if you do it for two weeks. Because mastery takes a very, very long time. If you're like, ah, oh, Facebook ads don't work for long care. What are you talking about? Of course they do. There's people who have businesses built on running Facebook ads for long care businesses. I have a friend who has a a business built on running Facebook ads for long-term businesses. Just Facebook ads. I think there's a couple other things in the mix as well, but like that was his primary business model, Facebook ads. He's like, yeah, dude, I get five dollar lead cost. I'm like, shoot, bro, five dollars. Like that's a that's a phone call. Yeah, phone call. Five dollars. I mean, obviously his with it between his agency fees and stuff like that, it's more closer to what I'm paying per uh, per lead. But anyway, it's besides the point. When you do something well, you will get results. And you're not going to get results right off the bat because you can't do it well off the bat. If you see any semblance of traction, do it. Keep pursuing it. Keep digging in. How do I do this better? And for me, it was perspective because I started like doing almost a marketing agency. Well, it was a marketing agency for their lawn care businesses. Had a couple people come in the door. Maybe you guys know about it. Maybe you didn't. I think I talked about it in January. I had like one episode about it in January. I might have mentioned it one other time one other random time and um i had people come a couple of people come in was wildly not profitable burned so much money so much money doing i'm completely transparent with you guys Burned a bunch of money running ads trying to see if people would come into the business if i could help them grow just like i had and um long story short it was super hit or miss um worked great for some people for other people it's like hey you know what it didn't work so here's your money back you know and because of that I lost a little bit of money, and but I learned so many lessons that I just did not see when it came, when it even comes to running my lawn care business. Like, how do I run it better? How do I systemize systematize this? How is my you know my lead acquisition system? How quickly are people getting onboarded? You know, how quickly are they getting a dopamine hit once they come onboarded? Like, are they getting their grass cut that evening? Are are we giving them a gift, a thank you text? Is there an onboarding video for them? Like, what is it that's going to keep them on board? Is the only interaction we're having with them whenever we you know there's a problem like. What does that look like? And so I just started doing that better. Um, and we're really just building things out for my company. Anyway, that was my rant. The things that you should really be focusing on is client acquisition cost. As long as you have that down and you say, hey, it's gonna take a hundred yards to um you know fill another team's roster, and you're getting a thirty dollar client acquisition cost like I am right now, which is insane, but it's gonna it's gonna go up as the season goes on. Generally, it actually drops. But uh, I was just crushing this spring. We just crushing. I've never seen. I've never seen it this low for me before. This is insane. Um, anything but referrals is always a lot more than this. And I lost my train of thought there. Yes, client acquisition cost. You go, hey, it's thirty dollars per lead. You know, and I want a hundred to be able to fill this crew. It's literally three thousand dollars to fill a crew. Like what? In one season off of that crew, you should be netting goodness, including snow plowing. I'm not a snowplowing guru. We'll get there. We're gonna get there. I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna master it. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend time. I'm gonna focus on it. I'm not gonna be good at first, but I'm gonna master it. And I'm gonna build a team that is that is, that are masters, that we are good at what we do and extremely profitable. So, um, you know, three thousand bucks. You're running a crew. You're making quarter million dollars off the crew, right? You're doing your landscape. You're doing your mulch. You're doing your spring and fall cleanups, um, shrubbery, hedge trimming, um, some sod installation, maybe some light landscaping, some small retaining walls. All that good stuff, laying some gravel, some pavers, just basic stuff. Lots of lawn mowing, and then you do snow in the winter. You do a quarter million from a from a crew, right? It's a good, efficient, hardworking crew. You're making good money from. You've got a lot of clients. The schedule is always full for them, and your profit margins. Twenty five percent. Let's go. I think you get it a lot higher than that. I think you get it above thirty percent, even if you're not in the truck. I think it's completely doable. Um, Again. This is something that I'm learning. Like, how do I get my profit margin to where I need it to be? And ours is really good right now. Well, some days it is. We, so we've got some new guys, give them some grace, all the good stuff. Um, but I think at twenty five percent margin, you're doing a quarter mil, you should be taking home sixty K from that. And you spent three K to acquire the clients, you know, plus paying for equipment, paying down equipment, that kind of thing. You make fifty K for three K. Boom. Once you have those numbers in place, you can start growing at free will. So that's what I got for you guys. Know your numbers. And I hear this a lot. Know your numbers, know your numbers, know your numbers. One numbers? Know your client acquisition cost. Know your profit margin. Is that it? Yes, it is it. That is what you need to know. Those are the two big numbers. Because at that point, you say, how much does it cost to grow? How much do I want to grow? And can I keep my margin at where it's at? And then you know exactly how much you're going to make. If you have specific goals, you can you can go out and hit them very easily, and so that's what I encourage you guys to do. And also limit your intake of just random stuff on YouTube, um, the advice, the gurus, all that stuff. Like, there's a ton of great content out there. Don't get me wrong; it's not bad. But generally, generally speaking, I wouldn't say it's it's beneficial just to sit down and just watch more and more and more videos. Give your mind some time to actually digest the things that like you're listening to, because then with those. You can take that knowledge and actually internalize it instead of going to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, right? In school, we're just trained to like just insane mental inputs and then just directly input it, just like fire hosing, information, information, information. And then that night you spit it out on homework, just output, output, output. You're just putting it out there and then it's gone because it's too much. You never process and internalized it. And while that's fine to get through school, it's not fine in real life and in business. Or we need to take every single thing seriously. Um, and the Bible even, even talks about like uh, taking every thought captive. Um, you need to take every thought captive when it comes to this stuff, when it comes to business and being intentional, building systems, knowing your numbers, all of that is extremely intentional. Don't let the noise drown it out. We went kind of long on this one, but I wanted to hammer it home. Know your client acquisition costs, know your profit margin, right? How do you calculate that client acquisition cost? What's your cost per lead? What percent are you closing? Math, right? Uh, if I'm closed, if I'm, um, paying $40 per, uh, per lead and my close rate is 50%, I'm paying $80 per client, client acquisition cost. profit margin after everything, after everything, what is your gross profit margin? Okay. If you're a solo operator, it should be insane. It should be above 50%, honestly, uh, way above 50%. If it's, if you, it's you and another guy, maybe 50%, maybe a little bit below that three guys, maybe in the. You know, low you know, low 40s, high 30s. More than that, multiple crews in the 30s. Lots and lots of crews, maybe in the 20s. Uh, but knowing those numbers is super key, and uh, restricting and limiting the amount of inputs into your mind every single day. So after this, I want you to maybe leave me a five star review. But either way, I don't care. It would just would be nice. Um, and I want you to sit there. If you're on the mower, turn off the phone for a second. Um, obviously if a client's calling you, pick up the phone, close the deal, all that good stuff, but don't consume anything and just think about this for a moment. Just think about, Hey, my business, what's my client acquisition cost, Dude, I have no freaking clue. If you have no freaking clue, then maybe you should go find out. Maybe that's a number you need to know. Maybe that's been keeping you from having the success in your business that you actually want. Dang, what is my profit margin? Maybe you should sit down and go over a spreadsheet. Maybe it takes a couple nights to do it. Maybe it means that you can't watch the game. Maybe it means that you uh, you can't go out. Maybe it means you can't um, watch a movie in the evening or have a long conversation on the phone with your mom or whatever, right? Maybe that's what it means. Is your business being successful? Is changing your life? If getting you in a better position next year than the, and then the next year and the next year and the next year and moving the ball forward, is that more important than a movie? Sit down, know your numbers, process things. Don't just input, 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 input. Okay. That's addiction to dopamine. You're just addicted to the dopamine, not the information. And you lie to yourself and fool yourself and say, Hey, I'm learning things. No, you're not. Retain things. If you're not doing the things, what's the point of watching it? If you watch a video talking about all the the hottest new mowers, what does that do for you? What does it do for you? Are you buying a new mower? If not, why are you watching it? Why don't you run your numbers? and then go enjoy life. Go make some more money, and then buy a new mower. And then you have every right to be watching that video. Okay, so that's a little bit of a rant on my part, but I just want to leave you guys with something tangible that you can do. Just turning this off, taking the earbud out, maybe just sitting on the mower for a little bit, just thinking over it. What's my client acquisition cost? What's my profit margin? You don't know that? Maybe you should find out. Okay, where do I want to be? Once you know your profit margin, client acquisition cost, great. What do we need to do to make my business getting to where it needs to be happen? And for the one person listening, your business is already where it needs to be. Go ahead, drown it out with dopamine, baby. Rock on. To the rest of you, unplug, run your numbers, grow your business. It's what I'm doing. It's already it's already so helpful. So helpful. Last year I did not do it like I should have. Okay? Peace. Catch you on the next one. Um, and I'll talk to you soon.